Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you doing? Feeling fantastic. This is a good day. I'm not going to work tomorrow. It's awesome. I forgot you took tomorrow off. I wish I was off tomorrow. All the mental health days, just randomly selected days not going to work so that I can just whatever I want to do. Hey, well, I think that's great. I think that's a good way to, huh? Self-care. Self-care, stay sane. I don't like that. I am exercising freedom. Ah, well, see, and then you go, I am, because you know what we want to talk about today. Ah, well, okay, so just so you know, right now, love craft country on hbo is like my seriously my favorite thing to watch right too much y'all i think she has a problem like <laughs> episode that many times don't bring up hamilton because i know i watch that a lot whatever but i'm just saying she watches all these episodes all the time <laughs> the show. and um and one reason why that's notable is that i don't really watch tv like that why it's so surprising I don't, it's weird. It's just I know. you to be watching one show and then watching episodes over and over again. It, it didn't make any sense to me, but okay. I know. I know. I watch. Yeah. Because I don't want, because I don't want to watch other stuff. I'll just end up watching it over and over again while I'm, while I'm working or whatever. So I've learned that you're not alone in this. And so I'm not going to criticize too harshly because I know I could be in the, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, in the minority here and, and how people feel about the show, the passion people feel about the show. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of these things like you either like it or you don't. I mean, it's, there's a lot to it. Like if you're not into it, you're just not into it. And I don't, I don't fault people for it. I think they're wrong, <laughs> but no, I'm just joking. <laughs> wrong. I can't help it. I just, I really like the show, but. Well, hold on. I don't like I it as you do or much at all. But I was going to say, you don't like it. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. I don't really like it, but we did find a place where we could meet halfway, at least yeah. on episode, for the most part, right? Yes. Yes. I'm excited. This is my most favorite episode and it's the I am episode. And, um, how many, so, huh? How many times did you watch it? Oh, it's ridiculous. I've probably seen that episode maybe six times, maybe. Um, and I'm saying maybe cause I might've watched it more than that. Or more. But, it's a more, I get it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I just wanted everybody to know that the, the ridiculousness I am. Yeah. I get it. I yeah, but it's my favorite episode. Okay. Um, I and I do watch the episodes multiple times, but I was in love with this episode because the amount of women's empowerment that kind of like came through to me, and it was like, oh my goodness, am I Hippolyta? No, <laughs> not quite, but. Yeah, but okay right right yeah so 
for me, Hippolyta, who is one of the characters in Lovecraft, if you're not uh, a watcher of it, um, she is a mom and she lives, mm-hmm. right? She's married um, to one of the characters and she lives a regular mom life of the 50s, right? Um, but she is so much more than that. Um, she's very smart. And huh? you can't just say she's very smart. She's extraordinarily extraordinary. Does she have a job on the show? I don't know. I don't really. Because she is gone. I think they're telling the daughter she's not there because of her job. So she must have a job. But it's not. She was taking over. They were telling her that she went on a guide trip, which is what her dad used to do. Okay. So that so I'm not really sure if they if we know what her job was. Whatever her job is, if it's not being a an astronaut or doing right. metaphysical something complicated, <laughs> then you know, she's not living in the in in the expanse that she could live in because she's just extraordinarily smart and she's not using that in her regular life. Yeah, in one of the earlier episodes, you learn that Hippolyta has actually named a comet, um, but because of the times, um, they did not want a a little black girl to name this comet, and um, and so she did not actually get credit for it. So you learn early on that she is smart, that she is um, obviously inquisitive. And, um, and she has, you can tell she has the desire to do other things, but you don't see that it kind of unfolds, but, um, in this particular episode, um, Hippolyta figures out this very, um, complicated, um, Ori. And if you don't know what an Ori is, I didn't know what an Ori is. I still don't know what an Ori is, but it it's basically a solar system it this thing is a soul uh, model of a solar system hmm? hey, that's t- these the people who don't watch they don't care what an ori is well, i'm just i know but just roll with me girl roll with me okay okay so she figures out this very all i'm saying is that she figures out this very complicated solar system model and she gains a key now the thing about this key is it leads her to um get huh yes a time machine it leads her to a time machine and she gets swept away um into we're not even sure where she is it's like you know you're wondering like is she in the future is she in a parallel existence can move between times and i don't have a name for that yeah i don't either but it doesn't matter so um but this this episode is really about her journey and her journey of really finding herself right and i think a lot of women of our age are kind of in that space where we've raised our kids and we've been wives or we've been in a relationship or you know we've done our thing and we're still kind of looking at like who am I I? that's that is the reason why I'm even on this episode (laughs) 
because you didn't want to hear the rest of that crap. You were just like, nobody cares. Part and the key, whatever. She's on her search of is, which is the part that back it up. Relate to saying, all right. Who am I? And as we are preparing for our kids to leave the house, which is, you know, we're really close to that point of our lives, we're having to look back and say, who am I? And then that naturally has us answering, I am, and then you fill in the blank. And so that's the part where I was like, they got my attention because I can relate to their point in life and I can relate with her feeling like there's more out there and having to remember who she is and then claiming who she is. And that's Mm -hmm. why I was like, this is interesting. Now I will have to say the way they went about doing it and their Lovecraft way was odd and it challenged me. And I had to work really hard to stick with it, to hear the message that was happening that was unfolding and I really paid I, I checked out the first time but I actually watched it a second time so I could really get it so I got, I got it and and I don't know where she landed when she went into this time warp warp what happened first but Ramel I'm gonna throw out there the right. first thing that kind of make I can remember is that she was um appeared to be abducted by aliens and was on a spaceship is, is that about right Well, I don't think we really know where she is. And I think she was kind of trying to deduce where she was. Um, And I don't know if the lady is considered to be like, it's just different. You don't know who this woman is. She's a woman with a wonderfully big Afro. I didn't skip that far. I just said she was a character on us, naked on a spaceship. And I thought the naked part was important too. Oh, why did you think the the naked part was important? Let me hear this. I want to hear it. I thought, you know, when she finally came to herself after warping through Mm -hmm. time and landed in what I'm going to call a spaceship because it was all white, she was naked. And it's like when you're trying to figure out who you are, you have to look at, look at, you know, you're you're, you're not dressed in fancy clothes, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. you can't hide behind a hat or anything fancy when you're naked. You just are. Yeah, it is what it is. You, you, what you see is what you get. It's very uh, it's, it's exposing. So she was completely exposed. Nothing okay. to hide. Time, and then she meets a lady with a big afro. And this is where Lovecraft Country tries to throw get me to stand up and walk away because <laughs> it gets a bit ridiculous. But then I let Ramel talk about the woman with the big afro who who helps Hippolyta figure out her next move. Yeah, well, I think this woman was actually supposed to be more of a guide, if you will. And I don't know at what level, but um, she comes to her and says, you know, you're not, a, you're not a prisoner here. Just, you know, state who you are and basically where you want to be. And yeah, it's a- did like I would do like you kidding. Like, you know, how in religion and why, you know, God just says you're a child of God and you can do anything and you can mm-hmm. leave. And we're like, you kidding I can't really do that I need to, to to do it my own way I'm gonna beat my way out of this this <laughs> yes she did she's trying to beat her way out <laughs> yes yes you can just claim it and we just don't believe it in the same way and I, so I can relate to that part I was like yeah mm-hmm. I've tried the hard way a lot yeah and she like you said it was like she just relented and was just like I want to dance with Josephine Baker in Paris 
that too. She, of all the things she wanted to do, or in that moment where she's speaking, you know, what she wanted to be, that's where I guess maybe that was her bucket list or a fantasy. I don't get the timing right. I don't know if, if, if it's before, after that time period. Yeah. I that part out. But, and then boom, she was on stage with Josephine Baker. Yeah. And I, for me, I felt like this particular segment was um, where she actually realizes like what her issue has been. And her issue has been that her whole life, she has shrunk herself. She has made herself into a, a little person that she is a big person with a lot of ideas and um, a lot of competencies that she's in this particular time in particular, a black woman shouldn't have. Right. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And she's been, um, she's been made little and she even makes a comment. Oh, I wish I had gotten the exact comment about um, her feeling like um, where she is now that they've just made it comfortable enough for her to um, a different type of lynching, right? That she just she just doesn't realize that um, she has a noose, right? It's kind of like when you when you uh, boil. What do they say? Like you boil a crab. If you put them in the cool water, they don't even know that they're getting cooked. They talk about it like a frog. But yeah, frog. Yeah. You just slowly heat up the water until suddenly you're cooked. And yeah, you, you need to get you're in danger and that you need to get out. Yeah. And I and she I think that's what she was kind of alluding to, that they've figured out a way to make her feel like she's dying, but didn't even know that she had a noose uh, around her neck. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, this I love this scene because, too, she was she was out there. It was the funniest thing to me when they had her out there and she was like, I don't know the moves, but this is really cool. For those who don't watch, because Ramel has watched this 50, 11 times. 50, 11. Yeah, so she's like you've seen it. They actually, when she came to, she was actually on stage during while Josephine Baker was doing a number with dancers and she was a background dancer. So she mm-hmm. gets thrown in where she doesn't know the routine, she doesn't know where she is. You just sees that her wish came true and she was living it immediately. So, yeah, that she didn't know the routine, so she had to figure it out. But, yeah. Um, Ramel, where would you go? Like, if you could say, where would you want to be right now? What would your answer be? Um, I think I would want to do a, I would think I would go really far back and do like ancient Egypt to really see like, like what that was all about. Like, like be like Nefertiti or somebody like, you know what I mean? Like not Nefertiti, but be in that time frame. I don't know. I just always had this, um, I don't know, feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I, you're right. Um, I was just realizing how deep you went because you wanted to go see Nefertiti. And I was like, I was just wanting to go back to like 2016. You know, I didn't go. For- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, there's two, there's two people. There's two people that, um, uh, Nefertiti and um, Harriet Tubman. 
Oh. And yeah, those are like, those are to the people, but. I'm afraid. See, y'all, she's just a Harriet Tubman. And Harriet Tubman slaves to freedom with a shotgun. And so no part of me wanted to be dropped in with Harriet Tubman with her gun saying, run, run. Like, no, I mean, like. I don't. mm. You know what, though? The thing about it is if if you look at it, is Hippolyta in these scenes, she's not there for a long time. She's there to learn a lesson, I think. For, to me, I think she's there to learn a lesson and she leaves. So for me, I don't want to live out my life in ancient Egypt and I don't want to live out my life in, you know, slave time when Harriet Tubman is there. But, um, I think that these figures in our history, um, it would be very um, cool to learn something in that time frame. In this show, she did get a chance to really meet and talk to and get to know uh, mm-hmm. Joseph Baker. And so, yeah, you're right. It would be really awesome uh, if we could pick figures in our history and get to know them and, mm-hmm. and learn from them what they learned or if they were... Um, yeah, pioneers kind of learn from the best. Like, yeah, I get, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Well, and I think like with um, her being there with um, Josephine Baker too is that she also she also touches part of her own sensuality. Mm-hmm. Um, in this particular part of the episode, um, she's shown like having a you know she's at a party and she's very kind of almost um, like- flirty. Huh. say it again almost like the host of the party because everybody knows her like really y'all she she was dropped into the middle of the josephine baker saying she didn't know what she was doing and she stood out like a sore thumb and then she was there long enough to build on you know to actually um, build some relationships build some relationships so we see her again and she's working the room her confidence is out the roof you yeah. know everybody everybody knows her she's uh, she's flirting with both women and men that's true that's mm-hmm. true she's really like coming into herself yes and you can't help but to say i'm happy for her she you see her confidence and she's um feeling like she, she like she's starting to understand the world mm-hmm. those moments where you're like i understand the world like, i have <laughs> and then i lose it like i lose the world and then i have to go find it again yeah. like, understanding and my grounding of it and then And I think that's exactly it. I think she, once she learned like what it is about herself that she needed to learn about herself from that setting, it was like, boom, off she was. Yeah. She moved, she left again. It was just like time, time warp. And then where was the next place she ended up? Girl, I don't even, I am sitting here going like, oh, dang, I didn't look that up where she was, but she was in a desert and I know it's, um, based off of real history but i don't remember where okay. it was there so she looked like she was in um, um a desert there were a lot of women warriors around her mm-hmm. yes and, yes and she was being yelled at and like she was in the center of a circle of warriors where the leader was there with her and it looked like they were doing some type of um training exercise right yeah. mm-hmm she was back to not knowing who she was again like everything of the confidence and I know what I'm doing that we saw with Josephine Baker kind of went back to the beginning and she was now learning in a whole different environment 
mm-hmm. and stand her ground. Like when she comes, when she she shows up at the desert, she's on the ground being handled, or you know, she, yeah, she, yeah. She, she yeah, you kind of see the transition of her um, not being able to handle the um, the training and um, getting handled. Yeah. Um, yeah, getting handled. And, um, but then also her turning that around and learning the moves and being that smart person who she is, um, just getting up, getting up and trying it again. This was my, one of my favorite parts because I didn't relate it to, uh, what was being said, the leader who was in the ring with Hippolyta was really yelling at her and, and explaining how, well, she was, well, Hippolyta's on the ground and um, she's explaining about freedom and the fate of the freedom that they mm-hmm. gave, gave her. And they let you raise their kids, you know, mm-hmm. they, let you, they gave you this job they wanted you to have and told you it was freedom and you believed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you want that job, but it's just the best job a slave could want. And it was like, whoa, you know, you think you want that job, but really it just still, <laughs> you know, you, you think you have freedom to, um, and you know, I don't resent having my kids out, but they said, you think you want, uh, you know, you want freedom and you want to you know, choose somebody and you have kids. But then it does hold, you know, the result of having kids is, is not really very freedom creating, you know, right, right. but you weren't really free. You don't even know what freedom is. Mm-hmm. Wow. I need to think more about what, uh, what freedom is. And she's like, you're afraid to even look for real freedom. And I was like, I think she's talking about me. <laughs> Why is everybody talking about you, Tawanda? <laughs> This is something about me that everybody's talking about me. And so they're, they're up and sh- while they're having this conversation, they've got swords or something and they're kind of um, um, fighting and, and, and they're having this conversation about freedom and Hippolyta keeps finding herself on the ground. Right. Learning. And so her teacher, the leader is explaining, you know, you're afraid to, to look for real freedom. So, you know, that's your, the thing you need to uh, overcome your fear um, Mm -hmm. for real freedom and then you know Hippolyte is on the floor like haven't you ever been on the floor like I can't figure this out I don't know what's going on in the world and the leader just looks at her and is like now get that fuck up (laughs) (laughs) could you just imagine the look on her face and she's like get up because the world you know you can't lay on the ground the whole time the world makes you get up and do it again and figure this yeah, out. yeah. So, i'm at it again so i really that, enjoyed that scene yes that. yes and she did she got up and she kept she kept fighting and then they went out and fought these soldiers and you know totally dismantled them i mean just wiped um, them out and um, you don't see how it ends, right? But you see her become a warrior. When she gets there, she's a warrior in training. She's just a baby, if you will. And when she leaves, she leaves a warrior, not afraid, covered in blood from head to toe. And, <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I mean, 
<laughs> and if anybody tells you otherwise, they are lying to you. It is <laughs> I'd lie to her every week. I'm like, it's really not that much blood. <laughs> Whoa. It is very, <laughs> lots of blood and gore. <laughs> but I love it. So um <laughs> she masters, she learns a lesson in a different environment. She masters and then she goes somewhere else. And it reminds me of the Afro lady. By the way, Ramel has found out the character's name of the Afro lady. It's and, like and and we call it a guy. It's kind of yeah, it is like a, a, a spiritual guide of some kind. But what was her name? It's like beyond C as in like beyond seeing but like also a take on beyonce something something about yeah like recent videos and stuff i i can now see how you bring in a little bit okay okay beehive stop i don't don't like i'm just gonna walk away from this conversation completely before i offend people but i will say some of the beyonce videos and all the interesting things that happened there with the interesting things that happened in this episode, I can see why they would knit together just a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, like Beyonce is like a huge person and I don't mean in just a, I just mean like her persona is huge. Right. right? And she accomplishes things. She does things. She goes after things. So for me, it makes sense. When I heard what the name was, I was like, "Duh!" All right. So beyond, yeah. What I'm seeing this 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 woman had told Hippolyta to say where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So I believe that um, Hippolyta, after the warrior scene where she accomplished some of her bucket list, is what I'd really would say. Mm-hmm. She then cl- decides to go and be with her husband. Yes. Next thing I remember was her being in her bedroom with her husband. Right. And telling him about her whole experience to this point. Now her husband's dead, y'all. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. I'm (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, I'd said it is there. Yeah. No, but yeah, in in our in our timeline, he is very much gone, but I don't know how any of this works. So we're just going to accept that she was talking to her husband. Um, but I also thought that that was a, a growing period for her too, because she basically said, you know, hey, I learned that I was keeping myself small, but guess what? You were part of that equation as well. It's like offended. Like, how could I have been keeping you down? I, I let you have my children. No. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was like, he was so thrilled that like, after all of this, like you would actually want to come and see me and be my wife. And she was like, you know what? That's not really what this is all about. I really need to tell you this stuff and let you know, you help me be small. And you think about it. I mean, the people we have in our lives sometimes do help us accomplish being small. Right. And he, he was, you know, that's the first thing she told him is that uh, she's, you know, now that she's learned what she's learned and she, she's here tell, telling him about it, she shares the hard truth, her, her hard truth that you, man, who I love so much and I, I've chosen to be with, have been helping me stay small. You know, mm-hmm. you've been 
necessarily building me up, seeing my potential and helping me get there. It's more of a keeping me down sort of thing. And he had to figure out what to do with that. I, I really feel like he was taken aback, like, oh, I did that to you. And he eventually said, sorry, I believe. Yeah, like, he did. No, I think he, I think he understood like, yes, you know, like when I met you, you were these things and I thought you were great. And that's why I liked you. But it was easier for me if you were just a wife who took care of our kid and, you know, cooked dinner and didn't do these things that would take you out of that, um, that framework, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, but he, to his credit, he, like you said, he apologized. He said, yes, you're right. I did do these things. And um, that's cool because it, you know, um, when you help people to see who you are mm-hmm. going, you know, when you find somebody who can say, I see you. Yes. And I'd like to go with you. That's, yes. It's like, I see you. I, I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. I, I support you and I want to go too. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I think he actually said the words, I see you. Oh, did you he? Know, oh, I think he actually did. So I don't know. <laughs> but I, but I, I think like how important is that? I mean, heck, it takes sometimes us a long time to see ourselves, right? right? And for someone else to say, you know what? I do see you. I see you for all the great things that you are and that you can be. And I don't want to keep you from that. I mean, that's amazing. It is. It was a lot for her to um, figure out the words to say and to explain who she was. Like I know you know me. As you know, what I remember what the way it happened because he listened to her story mm-hmm. and, and without before he really got it all. He yeah. Like, Look, you did that, and you were there, and you could go anywhere you want to be, and, and you could be anything you want to be, and you chose to be my wife. And like it was like that sound. Squirt have the sound of the screeching needle going across the record but that's exactly what I heard because she looked like wait a minute let me tell you what it was like being (laughs) your wife you know right Uh, and then she could share how that part about it was actually stopping her he was stopping herself and he was a contributor to stopping herself from being great right than she could be because she was in this box that he helped keep her in and then eventually like we said she got to that point where she opened up and she was right. able to share with him and he was able to see it and apologize and, and he's like I want to go with you which is pretty awesome then the whole the show got weird <laughs> it did get a, it did get a little weird but it's okay. It's okay. So, so the next part is that um, Hippolyta took George, her husband, on one of these journeys yeah. with I her. Do that, and I still believe George is dead. So I'm really confused. But anyway, <laughs> we're in a time. We're, we're not. We're not going to focus on the fact that he's dead. We know he's dead, but it, I don't know it. I don't know where we're going with it, but it's okay. So, but they go on a journey because he saw her, as we mentioned, it, he mentions before that he recognized that she was a discoverer. Oh. And yeah. And so that's when they go as a couple 
to go off and be discoverers together. So he is in a way supporting her through her dreams of being a discoverer, which um, I think that's where her, that's where her power, her superpower is, is, you know, being a discoverer, being curious. Okay. Ramel is completely glossing over the crazy part about how they <laughs> a planet and walked up on some little Martians, Martians. or whatever you want to call them. Can it be it's fantasy at that point. It was so fantasy. It didn't make any sense. I was like, what is it? All the sense. Where is just lemonade? But I mean, I was like, what is going on? How did we end up on a oh, okay? So I don't know. I didn't have I didn't take anything from the being on Mars with Martians scene. I was just confused at that point. I was like, you had me, and then now I'm lost again. Was there anything to get from, I mean, besides the fact that she got some, her husband to come with her, like, I didn't know why we were on Mars. I just, I just think for, for me, what I got from that was um, that she just really was in her element that she had found like the type of person that she is, you know, sitting there working through calculations, trying to figure out whatever it was that was on this particular planet in her, in her little space suit. You know, it was that part. Yeah, it was a little bit more uh, fantasy, but fantasy. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Now get that fuck up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't. I'm so happy you got that because I can see that this is going to (laughs) be. This is going to be a constant. I love it. So, but anyway, I think that in a in a nutshell is what the episode was in terms of you know where she went. But I just love this episode because it's like this whole encompassing journey of what I think a lot of women ultimately, if we're if they're lucky, get a chance to go through a self discovery. Um, Who I am. Time to recognize, identify, uh, find your allies, and bring them Mm -hmm. with. Yeah, yeah. Name, name it, name Mm -hmm. it. Who are, who am I? And name it, Mm -hmm. and whatever that is for you, that's okay. And I just was like, I, I told you, I watched this thing over and over again. I loved it. Watch it that many times, but yes, I get the whole point of it, and that was touching. And I'm glad we had a chance to hash that out together. Yeah, I because we talk about it before we got on this episode too. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we'll save it for the recording. <laughs> I don't think you could take another conversation about it. Well, Brad. <laughs> Every time I bring it up, you're like, but why is this like this? And I'm just like, oh, Tonda, just. Oh, it's, it's real. It's... <laughs> I episode, I was able to pull out some really good things. And I, I, I like that part. I like that they came up with that. And it'd be fun to identify other, uh, you know, pop culture, pop culture references that remind us to remember who we are. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like that. Hey, I think it was good. I'm good. You good? 
No, that was excellent. But yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us on today's journey. I know this was fun for me. I know I had to, I had to almost drag you along, but you were there for me still. I appreciate it. <laughs> I have come along for this episode and this episode only. only. <laughs> the only way I was going to do that. So it worked out that there was a way we could still bring this into our conversation. Yay. I'm so happy. Well, Thank you guys um, for coming by and listening to our take on I Am from Lovecraft Country that's on HBO. No, they didn't sponsor us. They should. They should. They right? sure, really should. But anyway. You know. anyway yeah. <laughs> so until next time, listeners, peace and blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time, peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.